Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Renee Rochetto Gruel. Uh, Renee is one of the first holistic cannabis practitioners in the country, along with the solid base as a functional medicine health coach. Her own serious health crisis brought her to the doorstep of functional medicine through a misdiagnosis and disbelief by family and friends of conventional medicine. Refusing to believe her symptoms due to outdated testing methods and knowledge, she consequently lost most everything, including her marriage of 17 years. Learn how she turned her betrayal into blessings by boldly standing up to modern medicine, finding purpose again through educating others in similar situations. Renee is an avid bareback trail riding horsewoman who greatly enjoys cooking. She loves to sing with the praise and worship team on Sundays and currently resides with her little dog, Itsy Bitsy, in the villages in Florida. You're going to love this interview I did with Renee. She's going to share the betrayal of her entire community all because they didn't believe what she knew to be true. Renee's curious nature and willingness to consider alternative treatments led to betrayal, but saved her life. Here we go. I am so excited for this chat we're having today. We're going to be speaking to Renee Rochetto Gruel and wait until you hear her story of betrayal and and freedom and healing and so much more. So welcome to the show, Renee. We're just so excited to have you. Oh, thank you. So glad to be here with you. <laughs> so let's just get started. Let's just go right into it. Uh, you know, okay. the, tell us the story about the story about a misdiagnosis. What really went wrong? The betrayal of your of just your friends and so many things lumped into that story. Okay. Well, I, I like to start by saying that um, I have. I would say in my early twenties, I became interested in functional medicine, although I didn't know it was functional medicine at the time. And I just became very interested in physiology and how the body worked. And it just became a, a kind of a hobby for me that, that I would study it. And um, fast forward to about 2013, I was in, uh, I, I was residing with my husband uh, in Georgia. Um, I'm from Northern Wisconsin. So um I had been presented with a horse that was diagnosed with equine penile squamous cell carcinoma. And I'm a huge horse person. I ride a lot and and some good friends of mine asked me to take care of their horses. And previous to this, I, uh, when upon moving to Georgia, um, I was mortified at the amount of cancer that I saw in the area. It was everywhere. And um, are you talking about with the horses or no, I'm sorry, with people. I'm sorry. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, no, with people. Okay. And so what that did is that prompted me to go on a personal mission to understand cancer. Why was it not so prevalent where I lived in Wisconsin? I mean, it's, it's up there, of course, but where, where I was living in Georgia, it was everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, and that terrified me. So I, uh, spent hundreds and hundreds upon hundreds of hours reading and understanding cancer. And I came across an article that uh, was by a gentleman by the name of Vern, and the the site is called phkillscancer.com. 
And he was uh, diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer, which had metastasized into his bones. And he was alerted to a potential um, natural remedy using cesium chloride. And in further doing his homework, he recognized that baking soda had the same overall healing components uh, to eradicate cancer. And the two things with baking soda is um, cancer thrives in a highly acidic state and baking soda raises the alkalinity. And also baking, uh, um, cancer has great difficulty surviving in a highly oxygenated state. And so baking soda also provides that uh, element as well. So it's really a dual, you know, killing two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. And um, within a very, very short amount of time, uh, Vern's cancer was completely gone and it's documented. You can still see his site. And so I had that knowledge tucked in the back of my mind. And uh, you know what, Renee, I just want to stop you. When you say the baking baking soda, did he take it just straight? Was he putting it with something? How did he, how did, what did he do? Okay. He, he created a protocol using molasses and um, I don't know all the details of mm-hmm. the protocol, but he did use molasses mm-hmm. and he used, I mean, he, he really infused himself with baking soda and, and on his site, he provides the protocol. And I believe he has an ebook that people can download for, for that. Mm-hmm. So um, I had this knowledge and I just remember coming across that article and it like opened up a whole new spectrum of alternative cures to cancer. And I was like, oh, well, whew, got that out of the way. Now I don't have to worry about getting cancer anymore. I mean, you know, you, you still do, you have to be proactive. But so I, I just had more comfort in understanding that there were alternatives out there. So With the horse, um, I decided to develop what turned out to be a very successful cancer protocol using baking soda and apple cider vinegar. And um, he, within eight weeks, uh, the cancer was basically gone. And what I did is I put it on the affected area and I also fed it to him in his grain. And what I did is I incorporated apple cider vinegar and most people are unaware, people know that ACV or apple cider vinegar is, is very healthy for them, but they don't necessarily understand why. Mm-hmm. And apple cider vinegar is the only vinegar that turns alkaline in your body. And so okay. just like lemons and limes, they're acidic, but once there's, there's a process that happens in your body, so it raises your alkalinity and it's just wonderful. And, and the best thing is, is that horses love it. So mm-hmm. um, my veterinarian was, was uh, skeptical to say the least, but uh, she you know, saw the results and, and um, I, I actually have that on, on an ebook on my site on, on, and it's called The Weenie Whisperer. Mm-hmm. But, so I do have that available on my site. Um, so at that same time uh, that I was uh, it, going through this with the treatment, um, my research was requested by the University of Wisconsin 
And I was informed that nobody else has ever accomplished anything like this previously. And I have no medical background. So, you know, I, it, it was, it's just, a, you know, it was, it was kind of neat to, to know that, that I was able to help this horse and potentially other animals and humans. And um, so my, I, I was also published. I, it was featured in a couple publications and my my publication caught the attention of Ty Bollinger from Truth About Cancer and now the Truth About Vaccines, and then also Tamara St. John. And I was asked uh, to be Ty's ghostwriter, actually, which I turned down, but I uh, wrote for Tamara. And at the same time, I was exhibiting some very concerning health issues of my own, in and I just, just want to stop you. Sure. Now, why did you turn down Ty's offer? Because I felt that, because you have to be quiet. You can't talk about okay. things. And it's like, why would I want to, I'm about sharing the gospel of good health. Mm-hmm. And why would I do all that research just for money? And and I would have to be quiet. So okay. So Just want was, everybody to understand it. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's why I turned that down. Yeah. And um, so I, at that same time, I was ex- experiencing some serious health issues of my own that nothing was showing up in blood tests. And in a year, what, what kind time, of health issues? Well, I was having in just a year's time, little over a year, I lost 85 pounds all from vomiting. And that's wow. usually when I say that people's jaws drop, even if they're not in medicine, you know, they, re- they recognize that that's, that's pretty horrifying. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I lost half my hair. My personality changed drastically. I mean, friends were saying, we don't even know who you are anymore. Um, and that, that was within maybe a year's time to two years that it just slowly took, took, it just took over my personality. Mm-hmm. And I was sleeping 18 to 20 hours a day. Wow. And yeah, yeah. And I, did I you was, have any idea what it could be? You, nothing. Okay. Nothing. No. Mm-hmm. And my, I had an MP. And now I'm, I'm living in rural Georgia. And the, the healthcare there was, there was not a lot of opportunities for specializations or naturopathic functional medicine was mm-hmm. unheard of there. Mm-hmm. So I had an NP that actually was very open-minded and I was using medical cannabis illegally to help keep food down because I was throwing up every day. I couldn't eat until at night when my, when, um, when I started feeling better. And, um, so this, this publication caught the attention of, of Ty's marketing team and Tamara and so they were talking to me and I happened to mention within a week of each other that my symptoms and they both said, Renee, that is your adrenals. Mm-hmm. Do not go back to your doctor, a conventional doctor. They do not know how to test it. They do not know how to diagnose it. They do not know how to treat it. And I'm like, oh. And my older brother is a physician. And um, so I... Uh, was elated to potentially have a, uh, you know, possibly what, what it might be. And um, my, my two colleagues, they said, you need to go have a cortisol saliva uh, test. Do not mm-hmm. have a blood test. They're not accurate. 
And saliva is the most accurate way to test for the cortisol hormone. So, And, and I'll just interrupt you there. The, the reason for that, for those who are listening, is because you're doing four reads during the day. Each one is indicative of different things going on. So there's a morning, a noon, a, an afternoon, and an evening. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Sure. You got it right. On. Mm-hmm. And it's very like you cannot be in front of your computer screen for a half an hour before because people just don't realize how uh, how the computer it, it depletes actually melatonin and cortisol. But um, so, yeah, it's 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 a very accurate test. And my lab in the morning came back uh, at nine point eight. And I believe the average is anywhere from 13.0 to 24 in mm-hmm. the morning. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was very, very low. And I was elated and, you know, to, to just potentially have a answer to why I was so sick. And I contacted my family and um, I was told, Renee, that's not what's wrong with you. And we, we don't look at saliva tests anymore. They're outdated. And I had... Here, here's the betrayal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here comes yeah. the betrayal. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, when, when, you, when you first started, when you asked me this, um, when we first talked, I was like, well, what betrayal do you want to mm. hit on? What, you know, take your pick <laughs> because there, there were quite a few. Um, yeah. So, so explain. So now here you, you've you've discovered that this really is an adrenal issue. And the more we learn about the adrenals, the more it is just so obvious that it creates this, it wreaks havoc on us physically, mentally, and emotionally. But the, the, the challenge is so often some of the symptoms we have just make us feel bad. You know, we're exhausted. Exactly. We, we, we can't really put uh, a diagnosis on it because they could be attributed to so many different things. But very often they're just negated as like, well, it's in your head or get over Mm -hmm. it or just Mm -hmm. get some sleep. Anyway, Mm -hmm. go on. Yeah. And that's exactly what, that's exactly what happened. And so furthermore, um, you know, my, my entire family and support system was back in Wisconsin and I was residing in Northern Georgia and I did have a support system of, of a church family. And I have had a friend that she wasn't an RN, but she was an LPN. So that's a licensed practical nurse. Um, and so a step below an RN. And um, she knew too that I was using medical cannabis at, uh, to help myself. And with this family member and this LPN from my church, they proceeded to convince my entire support group that um, I was actually very sick. Um, I was mentally ill. That there is no such, I, I mean, I was literally told there is no such thing as adrenal fatigue. There is no mm-hmm. such thing. And I was, my, my entire support system was informed that I in actuality had a drug problem and it was with cannabis which in actuality we know now was, was keeping me alive. And um, 
So, so how did that, I mean, here, here are the people in the whole, the whole thing with betrayal. It's these, we're never betrayed by somebody we don't know. We're betrayed by the people we feel the closest to. So here you are, you're struggling enough. You feel horrible. You know, you're, you've lost all this weight. You can't even keep food down mentally and emotionally. You're just drained, exhausted, overwhelmed, all of it. And everything that the, you know, just not feeling well would bring you along with what adrenal fatigue brings. And then you get this response. So what did, what'd you do? I sat back in disbelief because it got worse. Um, These family members uh, and this LPN actually convinced my husband, who was supportive of my use of medical cannabis, that it was uh, that this is the way I was going to be and that I had a drug problem and that I was mentally ill. And that's really what was wrong with me. And he proceeded to, when I was basically bedridden, uh, file for divorce. And he just handed me, he's like, here. <laughs> and I, I was, I couldn't believe it, you know, because I knew how sick I was. I mean, he could see, but he also, I, it was shared with my family that he thought I was also faking part of it, which is just, oh, my word. So, um, so I was pretty much abandoned by uh, my entire support group in Georgia and in Wisconsin and um, pretty much shunned and um, went back to Wisconsin and lived there, but then had the opportunity to move down to Florida for my health. And actually, I'll just just fast forward here. Mm -hmm. I am a successful medical cannabis patient again, and I have been for over a year. Oh, and, and actually, I need to backtrack. That is something. The medical cannabis there's a there's a very rare um, d- disorder called hypercannabinoid emesis, and so these two quote unquote medical professionals uh, tried to convince everyone that that's what was wrong with me, even though I did not even have the symptoms of this disease, other than or this disorder, other than throwing up. So I knew that wasn't the issue, and I moved. Uh, down to Florida and again, have been a successful medical cannabis patient for over a year, legal. And uh, obviously that's not, you know, the the hypercannabinoid emesis is not an issue with me and it helps me sleep. It helps my anxiety. And the big kicker was in June of 2018, I was diagnosed with non-classical celiac disease, which is the very reason that my adrenals did indeed fail three years ago or in 2015. So, you know, that was a bit of vindication for me that, I mean, it, it was one of the most difficult things for me is if somebody doesn't believe me. Mm because I, I almost like go take extra efforts to ensure that a person and I are on the same page. And so to have, and my husband, I mean, we were together 17 years and, you know, my mother-in-law who he, he went to his mom's and she was 20 minutes away. And I mean, for years she was just, you're so good for him. You're so good for him. But I heard not a peep from her um, I, I couldn't drive. I was, um, and 
I, I was pretty much in a wheelchair. If I, yeah. if I was forced to go out and I had absolutely nobody uh, to help me. And how did you, because here you are, you're so exhausted as it is, and it's exhausting trying to prove yourself. You know, that's oh. a whole other level. So how did you reconcile with that? What, what did you do? Um, what do you, well, I think the genetic testing is, is really what proved it because mm-hmm. to this day, um, there, you know, the, the support group is in denial, um, as to what really went wrong. And here's something else too, that's important is my, I'm a very faith-based woman, um, you know, the Lord is number one in my life. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. And people, you know, when they say you're here for a reason, you're here for a reason. And and that's very true. So my faith really got me through this. But along that journey, I prayed, Lord, to please vindicate me, please vindicate me. And I met about seven women who went through almost the identical thing that I did of their conventional physicians not believing them, that their personalities changed drastically, their family members did. I mean, there was one that uh, the the sister-in-law who was uh, recounting this to me, they wouldn't even let the offender, the, the one who was so sick, to their house. Because it's so interesting that you even say that you call them an offender. Like here's somebody is sick, they need extra support and love and care. And right? Yeah. And they're an offender. So yeah. I can see how uh, that really yeah. look what look what that had done what, what that must have done to you mentally and emotionally. So how do you heal from something like that? Because with betrayal, of course, it hits us on every level. We're just blindsided. We're shocked that the people we trust the most, mm. we just are unable to trust or that we would run to are the ones we can't run to. So what'd mm. you do? Did you make peace with it? Did you forgive? What what'd you do? Well, I am always ready to forgive, but even our good Lord does not forgive until we ask for forgiveness. He's ready to forgive. And so that's, that's where my heart is at, is I'm ready to forgive. Um, but what I've had to do is set some very strong boundaries because those relationships are very damaging. Mm-hmm. And Right now, I am still in survival mode, um, especially understanding now that I actually have celiac disease and I had been consuming gluten up until five months ago. So I'm still feeling the effects of that. And then, then there's some other, a few other things that are going on that we're keeping an eye on. Um, so I set boundaries and um, I just had to cut people out of my life in order for self-preservation. And that's, that's, I I can't even have pictures up in my house. Mm -hmm. I really had to dig in the trenches and just basically walk away from my former life. I have lost friends, lifelong friends who were in the medical field who just, I had, I had one friend uh, who, who's, um, one of my best friends, one of my best horse friends. And um, she's like, Renee, you have to stop this cancer nonsense. This is just nonsense and get over it. And, and she won't even, you know, there is no such thing as the dream. And, and so they, I can't not agree with that. It's not a real disorder. I right. have the scientific evidence 
So and I test people for it all the time. It's very real. <laughs> Adrenal dysfunction is a very real thing. But you know what? Most people fear what they don't understand. But I want to get back to something you said because so many people listening to this uh, struggle with the with the idea of forgiveness. And and when you say you're ready to forgive, because I teach forgiveness as something that really has very little to do with the other person. It has so much to do with us because we are essentially, you know, keeping ourselves a prisoner that we only have the key for. Whether that means forgiving and rebuilding, forgiving and moving on, it is so often up to us. What do you mean ready to forgive? What I I, I think that in order for relationships to be reestablished, that there needs to be an admittance of that, yes, Renee, you were very, very sick. And yes, we abandoned you. I mean, I was completely alone. Mm-hmm. On a, I, and, I, and I didn't say this, that I had a 10-acre farm with a, I had a huge house and um, horse and goats and chickens. And I was literally abandoned on that farm alone because my church group and, and the, the friends that I had at church were wonderful. When somebody was sick, they would rush. I mean, they, we had a wonderful support system, but because they were told by this LPN that I actually had a drug problem, I was completely abandoned. So, wow. um, so there needs to be in order for reconciliation or restoration, whatever. There, there really does need to be some sort of admittance on their part, to, uh, recognition. That that there's um, that I was very I was dying yeah. I was dying and just taking responsibility and not being in complete right. denial. Right. So what do you want to what do you want to make sure you leave everybody with? What do you want to make sure they know? Well, for one thing, um, with the adrenals, is that the most damaging things you can do to your to your adrenals? It's alcohol, sugar, and caffeine, and then also too actually over exercising. Uh, marathon runners, you know, they can they can be very susceptible because they're overdoing it. You know, our bodies weren't created for that. And um, so those three things, and with all these monster drinks that are uh, out there, I don't know that they're called monster drinks or, or energy drinks, that's what they're called, energy drinks, that they're killing the adrenals. And, uh, you know, you, you, you become tired and you're stressed out. And so what do you do? You reach for more poison. Mm. That's only going to damage. And then also too, that um, I went back to school and because of my passion for functional medicine, I I went back uh, to school for functional medicine, but then also became a holistic cannabis practitioner. And without a doubt, our bodies were created by our heavenly father for the use of medical cannabis. We were created with receptors uh, cannabinoid receptors, and we were we were created with actual uh, endocannabinoids. So we produce cannabinoids, and cannabinoids are one of the most rare uh, molecules found in nature. They're primarily on the medical cannabis plant, and um, I think echinacea and flax are two other um, elements that that have cannabinoids. So it's very rare. 
And so that to me only further says that we were created for this and they're linking so many things like MS and fibromyalgia and migraines, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, those are all being related to actual endocannabinoid deficiencies. Mm. So that's a real passion for me. And um, I I just want to spread that knowledge. And you know what it it comes down to health or even healing from betrayal, whatever it is, it seems like the one consistent, consistent thing that is so helpful in healing is to just have a willingness, just a willingness to think maybe there's more I need to know. Amen. And I think that's a wonderful place to end. Renee, I want to thank you so much for your time. And uh, really, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. You are so welcome. Such great information. Renee really shed light on medical cannabis, information we didn't accept or have access to years ago, but we're learning so much more about today. Be sure to check out the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast so you could stay in touch with Renee. So here's my biggest takeaway. I often see when people don't understand something, they easily disclaim it, find fault in it, or think it's wrong. I remember years ago making a declaration that's really served me throughout the years. Just because I don't understand it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That willingness to learn what I didn't understand has allowed me to grow so much and it's really helped. So let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.